Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. Okay, so an important thing I that I think we all need to understand about ourselves is we're all growing as people. Um, you have to understand who your style icon is, I think, right? Mm, right, right. The other day, I feel like I realized it was, I was like trying to think, I was like, I've always kind of wanted to do like a jacket, but always have have the poofy hair out to the sides, but... Maybe also with some like Western flair, like cowboy boots. Ooh, and okay. then I realized who I'm going for. Mm, who's that? Fran Lebowitz. <laughs> <laughs> it's a look. It's a look. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, okay. So say, say you're casting us in Jurassic Park. Right. Um. Obviously, Brad. You are Alan Grant, Doctor Alan Grant. Yeah, yeah. You know, you pull off the, uh, you pull off the 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 little the little tiny like bandana scarf on the neck mm. thing really well. You know, uh, Joe, you're clearly Ian Malcolm. You're you know a, a raven haired, uh, <laughs> bespectacled um, intellect. Ah, well, thank you. Why, thank you. So I believe this makes me Laura Dern. <laughs> equation <laughs> i mean i guess i am the most mumbly well that's true yeah well we have to see how you look in the, the khaki shorts first okay right 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 you know i i do that i'll do like a baggy baggy shirt tucked into yeah. short shorts you got the you boots know. too yeah with that too so yeah. i mean they're halfway there in terms of fashion look i think so i think so so this has been a a very uh, dinosaur heavy period here at the UCM. We had our uh, guest last week, Hillary McLean, visiting us from. Uh, I mean, she, her, and I go back to the Carter County Museum together. She's now working at the Perot Museum. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Brad. If you'd like to introduce yourself, hi, I'm Bradley. Um... Joining the podcast for the first time, pleasure and a privilege, should be a great time. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Really appreciate it. Um, now, we, uh, we, we brought you on specifically because you had an experience recently that um, interestingly dovetails with a lot of things that we've been talking about. Um, Joe and I are fascinated by a lot of um, alternative methods to doing museums, clearly, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, sharing different types of histories that go into what's presented to us from academia. But Brad, you've been not on a dig. Yeah, it was kind of both 
terrible and spectacular. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Um yeah, and now to kind of to to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh you went on a dinosaur dig with a creationist museum. Yes. Well, they weren't attached to the museum directly. They were private mm, even though okay. they work with the museum. Right. Because yeah. they just have like tens of thousands of acres basically in the museum's backyard. Right, yeah. And it's just that Badlands area. There's just mm-hmm. dinosaurs galore. There's dinosaurs mm, yeah. in them hills. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what those prospectors used to say. Yep. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so on the drive out to the dig, they're just like, found a dinosaur there. We found a dinosaur there. And they're just, <laughs> honestly, it's like blueberry picking. It's they're No, just, they're they're lousy with them. It's one of those yeah. things like, I, I had been on a dig and we were on public land, uh, you know, so you can't just take anything you want unless it's, um, I believe you're allowed to take any invertebrates and any plant fossils, but um, no, uh, no vertebrates. Oh, those. Yeah. So you get the, yeah. the lame stuff. petrified woods not that lame although we did have (laughs) um in addition to being uh uh very opinionated on a lot of things uh hillary last week definitely took the stance that uh dinosaur paleontology is the best Mm. i would agree i mean yeah i want to like find a tomb like unbroken and have all the local workforce be like all sketched out be like it's cursed (laughs) <laughs> but, you know i think dinosaurs yeah that's that's the way to do it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's uh and and also like dinosaurs come with a whole uh built-in lore as joe yes. is fond of saying as well i um, yes i love learning about the lore of dinosaurs i find it very fascinating um mm-hmm, i i don't mm-hmm. know because it kind of is coming from a non you know learning circle of paleontology that's kind of how i see all of this as i've been through these talks and and hearing all about the new gossip as well as then just like the science behind all this it really does just feel like one big you know huge world building story (laughs) yeah i you you do learn that there like in any field there are a whole bunch of characters there are a whole um there's a whole bunch of types of people Mm. that get into it and get involved and people that get into it for different reasons at different points. I'd been on a dig with a guy that was an ex-cop, uh, you know, who's still very much like kind of a jarhead, but also like really sweet guy. And is just like, he's like, yeah, no, that's behind me. Now I'm a, uh, now I dig dinosaurs, but he's oh. still like, he still like has the look though, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you're out in the middle of the desert and he tells you to start digging you follow orders sure but actually uh so okay that that's interesting that uh the co- the company is not the museum itself i i mean a lot of stuff with anytime you have a creationist narrative it has to kind of be private or at least certain parts of it have to be private just for like you, you can't you can't have public money in a lot of situations yeah, right. it was interesting. They kind of stressed that they were like, we're a nonprofit. So I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of things that are a nonprofit that, you know, make a ton of money. Right. 
I don't know if Goodwill is technically a nonprofit. Like everybody has the like some idea that it's you know it's like oh it's Goodwill it's going to charity and it's like no no it's it's just a company it's 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 just a it's just it is a chain of thrift stores right right <laughs> uh yeah if you're you know I feel like if you're the Goodwill CEO you keep your head down you know mm. and what's also interesting is this is also a museum that we have even talked about here at the UCM before the Glendive Dinosaur mm. Museum. Right, now, right. I have driven by it a few times. Uh, I've been curious to go in, but I've also been with people that didn't even want to give them the money to go inside. Uh, and I know it's, I know it's there, there's there's some there's some questionable things about it, like the way that it's positioned on the highway. It's basically kind of usurping the signs that are supposed to be going to the real. Uh, history museum there in glendive you know but from what i understand it has like decent quality exhibits and stuff so i'm so since we have someone who's been on the inside if you'd like to walk us through what it's like to go into the glendive dinosaur museum well it's funny that you bring up that they're really proud of it because Mm -hmm. when you get off the interstate and like get into glendive they have yeah. the ugliest dinosaur <laughs> sculpture <laughs> on top of, of their welcome to Glendive sign. Right, right. <laughs> Which, you know, it I don't know. I mean, sure, it's it's sort of well done, but it's just not aesthetically pleasing. But they're like dinosaurs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I there's there's so many incredibly wonky roadside dinosaur sculptures all across this great nation of ours um it is it is like an acquired aesthetic i could see one day if i if i had the resources putting together a coffee table book of um amateur dinosaur sculptures from Mm. across the west and midwest you know that would be interesting yeah, there's def- there's definitely enough content for a huge. Oh yeah, book. I mean, yeah. Man. Well, there's there's enough people that have made coffee table books of like roadside <laughs> sculpture and like Cadillac Ranch and true. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yep. true, true. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so they've you, you go into Glendive. I, they don't have a ton going on besides the dinosaurs. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. I just remembered something. So when you're like okay. a couple miles outside of Glendive, mm-hmm. there's. As, so it's on the opposite side of the interstate. So like you see mm-hmm. it as you're leaving, but I like yeah. a peak as we were driving in. And mm-hmm. they have these large, like wooden painted standees of like, there's mm. like raptors. What? Like, what? They're like, <laughs> Just coming over the hill? <laughs> no, we're not even at the weird part yet. <laughs> so they have like raptors, you know, they're like life-size painted on wood standees. But behind it, behind the raptors, is this giant baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that that like baby Paul Bunyan? (laughs) I I don't know what they were trying to go for, but it's like this giant, it's like anatomically correct. Right. With Hmm. these like raptors in front of it. And you're just like, what is this? Is it the boss baby? I, it, it, <laughs> yeah, like style wise, it's a kin. Like, 
I have I have to say like the amount of Boss Baby advertising that I see around Boston, uh, I. I I imagine they had to do some outreach to Montana if that's what they thought would put butts in the seat. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. Oh my god, this is already bizarre. This, I just want to yeah. say, <laughs> yeah. there's there's a certain randomness of aesthetic that you cannot truly replicate of yeah. cheap small town decoration. Yeah, it's just um, weird because like the baby is like maybe twenty feet high. And then oh the God. raptors are life-size. So, you know, like typical. Right. Like, like Jurassic Park life-size? Yeah. And then there's just, okay. There's okay. this giant baby behind them. <laughs> what the hell this could is... that mean? I... Yeah. Oh what could God. that be? Is that like one of those? But these are like newer looking. So you can't even like chalk it up to it being um, like one of those depression era public works projects. Yeah, they, they look fresh and new. There's no typography or signage. It's just <laughs> <random>. <laughs> they were going just for the visual, really akin to the Roman sculpture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Oh, my uh, God. I mean, well, uh, an- another sort of uh, introduction is that you and I uh, went to undergrad together at Montana State. So you you're an artist. You uh, you know what you're talking about when it when it comes to the look of stuff. Yep, I dabble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I would say more than dabble. I would say you're a very uh, talented and accomplished painter. Well, thank you. Same to you, sir. But yeah, I mean, oh, see, you. that's the weird thing. These standees are like well done. Hmm. Huh. And they're huh. just in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Right. That is. So I've been out west recently, and part of our drive up to Montana was uh, going through Denver. Um, and Hillary, who was with us on that drive from uh, last week, went to go get her hair done. And we just kind of were left alone for a couple of hours. And we were in Denver, and we're like, well, what do we do? <laughs> and... You know, we went to Ross for like, you know, a couple minutes to like wander around. Like, what, what are, we, what do we do in Denver on like a random night? Nothing else going on. We don't have a lot of time. And then we realize, Casa Bonita. Oh yes. oh, <laughs> yeah, Casa Bonita. Yeah. Casa Bonita. <laughs> so first of all, we had a little while. So we walked. We first we went to uh, Hillary's dad's house. <laughs> watched uh the south park episode to prep ourselves right of course nice and then went to casa bonita only to find that it is uh currently still shut down oh i think this is pre um trey parker and matt stone acquisition because that happened kind of recently yeah what year are we talking i mean we're talking uh earlier this summer okay yeah because i um, went there so- as a kid in middle school that must have been mm. like 15 years ago god wow that that must huh. and you grew up in Montana, so that was like that was a schlep, that was a drive, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was down there, and then we hit up Casa Bonita, and then <laughs> I saw the uh, South Park episode later. It's like <laughs> nailed huh. it. They absolutely nailed it. Wow. Yes. So in a in sort of a similar vein of what the hell is this doing out here when you go out <laughs> west? I I was trying to wrap my head around that as well because why in colorado have this 
Mexican themed theme park. (laughs) Right. And it's just been around forever. And my working theory for this and maybe some other bizarro attractions out West is it is purely meant as like a, um, like a, you know, kid asking like, can we go to Disney world? And it's like, no, we have Disney world at home. You know? So like, (laughs) there's all of these kids that grow up like in the, in the Western States that like their parents are either, either don't want to, uh, don't have the money or just do not want to go to California or Florida to go to the theme parks and are like, no, we're going to go to Casa Bonita just as good. (laughs) You know, yeah, and that that is that is my working theory to explain Casa Bonita. I'm having a harder time applying it to the big baby, but maybe there is some kid in Glendive that the parents are like, "This is the same as Legoland." <laughs> oh, you wanted God. you wanted to go to uh, Universal or DreamWorks? We got we got the big baby. That's the uh, that you know you're you, you love that character, the big baby. <laughs> of course. Big Baby's one of the best. Yeah, yeah. Big Baby and those raptors. Yeah. Big Baby yeah, and big... normal raptor. <laughs> it's the, it's it's a it's a uh, preview for the new Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movies that are going to come out. Yes, yes. I think they've the third one's supposed to come at some point. Okay, so we've de- <laughs> we've derailed a little bit, but that's fine. So okay, so uh, th- this is what greeted you in Glendive. Well, so that's the weird thing. This is like mm-hmm. as you're leaving Glendive, you see it. Or oh, interesting. Okay, so we're starting okay. the story at the end. It's not even an attraction. No, I I like saw it out of the corner of my eye as we were kind of getting closer, and it's on the uh, the the other side of the interstate. You know, going the opposite direction, and I look over. Mm. I'm just like, what is that? <laughs> mm. Oh okay. my god! It's like, honey, I shrunk the kid. No, sorry, honey, I blew up the kid with uh, raptors around it it's weird right right <laughs> a true crossover yes yes okay so that that's that's what you saw as you were leaving now when in in the museum i have a couple of friends that have gone in before and those were paleontologists what was what was your experience like in the museum like well i have know, to preface this that like yes. before like when you get to the museum parking lot they have this yeah. killer t-rex sculpture like it is pretty nice it is out nice. of the side it's insane okay. oh, yeah. Jurassic yeah. park level quality oh wow yeah okay yeah no it's it's a it's a very nice sculpture yeah huh. and the entire outside facade is super clean and fresh and it looks awesome all right so we get in and straight up, uh, the security guard helps us pay for everything, and he looks like Napoleon Dynamite's brother, Kip. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> huh. And, you know, so he, like, gives us the lowdown of, like, hey, this museum has certain, like, well, not even theories. He wasn't even that, like, cool about it. He's like, this is what we're about. Mm. <laughs> okay. And so, and he's, like, stressing that, like, you guys take as many pictures as possible. You spread the truth, brother. 
okay. <laughs> so so it was kind of like when you go in, it's immediately like they they want you to take pictures and share this so they can kind of get the word out, get their own message across. Yep, exactly. Interesting. Mm, because okay. at, at the end of it, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead, but at the end of it, they kept referring to every all their exhibits as the evidence. Oh, no. Okay. Mm, That's already mm. a red flag. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they're like, praise the Lord. You guys saw the evidence. This okay. gives this gives me God's Not Dead vibes, and I'm not feeling great about it, but I'm very eager to hear more about this. Yeah. <laughs> so you enter the museum, and it's pretty cool. It's, like, dark, uh-huh. and, like, I'm uh-huh. already blown away by, like, all the artistic stuff that's going on because the artist sure. we got is just brilliant okay apparently she's she did such a good job honestly that's every time joe and i walked into a cathedral it's like you know what we may not be on board with everything here but goddamn, is the art good yeah that's exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh my gosh all the models everything you get to like go in onto this cool bridge and like oh, start okay. like really early with just like simple crustaceans and stuff and it's like really cool hmm. and all their models are really rad and so you kind of start with like prehistoric seas mm. and they have right, very okay. large sculptures and it's pretty rad what type? What type of creatures do they like? It, are they showing like sea scorpions, but also like whales at the same time, or like? Uh, no. Do, do they do they still hold on to like some idea that life begins in the ocean? Uh, not particularly. I mean, all their plaques are. Mm-hmm. So this is the weird thing. Um, the, the the only weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they have like giant sculptures of sea turtles, like prehistoric okay. turtles and like plesiosaurs and stuff. Okay. And okay. the, the okay. main argument is like this skeleton was found in Kansas. How do you explain that? The flood. Right. Of course. Yeah. That's how they explain it. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And so for the hmm. first like eh, maybe 50 feet of the exhibit, it's water stuff. And it's all mm-hmm. about this was found in the middle of North America. How do you explain that? Mm-hmm. The flood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're not. They're not. Uh, they're not saying Western Interior Cretaceous Seaway. Yep. No, it's Noah's flood. Of course. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. 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 All right. So you take all that dogma out. Still, pretty impressive exhibit. Like really oh, awesome sure, sculptures. Sure. Okay. The artists, the murals, everything's really rad. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the dinosaur parts. And yeah, money shot. They have a giant skeleton of a T-Rex and an Allosaurus going at it. Okay. And, what, what, you know, it was really cool. And they have, like, a bunch yeah. of cool stuff on the sides. But then they have these random, like, deer mammals around the skeleton. <laughs> uh-huh. And you're just like, that doesn't seem right. It seems like it seems like if this wasn't trying to be informative, this would be a badass installation. Yeah. Um, Who's the who's the Chinese artist that does like the like tidal wave of taxidermied animals? Um, I'm I'm totally forgetting. I've never I've never they'll they'll do a thing where like it's a bunch of 
taxidermied foxes, but like they're all flying in and out of the ceiling. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I've never. Huh. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, what this I'm, is. I'm totally spacing on their name. We'll 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 post we'll it. Put it. We'll we'll put it in the. Well, yeah, we'll put it in the notes later. Um. So yeah, no, this like sounds like it's actually kind of a great visual. Like right, yeah. What one of the one of the things we also mentioned uh, previously was the Black Hills Institute, which is not really so much an institute as it is a place where Pete Larson can cast and sell dinosaur bones. And the setup inside is really great. I mean, for the the gift shop is fantastic. I definitely dropped some money there. But, you know, you walk in and it is like just this tidal wave of mounted skeletons all just sort of intersecting with each other. And it's a great visual. It's not, it doesn't really teach you anything, Mm. but it is like impressive to look at. Like you can like appreciate these mounts as sculpture, you know? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of curious just to paint even more of a visual. Like, is this like, like, I guess, how would, how would you describe the, like, ambiance of the place? Like, from Rainforest Cafe to, like, I don't know, any <laughs> Smithsonian, like, institute or even, you know, like, because I'm getting like, a little from, bit of that from, vibe from, from, from this. From Rainforest, okay, on a scale of Rainforest Cafe, where you are very much convinced you are uh, in the rainforest, to the Olive Garden. Um, right. Recreating the experience of Italy. Um <laughs> You know what? Let's even say a Maggiano's. Um, okay. Where <laughs> that's how you—that's the scale you were going for, right? Okay. Yes, of course. Let's say it's a mix of Rainforest Cafe meets okay. the Museum of the Rockies. Like okay, okay, okay. Um, it's it's all very well done. It's sure, surprisingly yeah. well done. Right. Yeah, that that's what I've heard is that these exhibits there are actually quite impressive. Yeah, um especially like some of the artwork or the recreations on the walls are kind of like stuff that I've been trying to recreate in my own art. Mm. Mm. You okay. know where it's like it appears like a a fossil is encased in canvas and this artist just totally oh. nailed it. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. I wonder who the artist was. Uh, apparently she was there earlier in the day leading a tour. And <laughs> oh, my God. Totally missed her. Oh, man. I, I th- this is my homework for later, but I'm going to try to track down this artist. Dude, mm. like her artwork, because she's doing these like. Um, like the tail will be coming out and then she'll mess mesh the. Uh, the sculpture into the wall paint it a little bit and then bring it back out nice and she did such a killer job and it's all hollywood jurassic park level quality wow that's awesome nice all right all right yeah so okay so so yeah so you're going through there there's a lot of great art yeah interesting mounts i start reading the plaques and right it's like they'll start pretty interest like they were all pretty like three paragraphs it's like, okay, yeah. this is what this creature was all about. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, this is where we found it. Cool. And then they deliver their message at the final paragraph. Right, right, right. Now, are all of these tied to the flood? Is that kind of the whole working theory? Uh, I mean, that was a big thing with them. Mm. Um, 
So there's there's a couple of different schools of thought um, among creationists as to how, how exactly to explain the disappearance of dinosaurs. Um, and I'm, I'm curious if you picked up on which one they were. There is the school of thought that, uh, you know, these are pre-Diluvian creatures. These are animals that were destroyed in Noah's flood. There's uh, another school of thought that... Um, School of thought. Oh <laughs> <laughs> a high, a higher title. There, than there's, deserve, if, but... if you follow the French Academy, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you follow the the Kansas Academy. Oh my God! Throw back to the ancient French society of uh, yes. the cave peoples. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, there's other people that suggest that the dinosaurs were around in the Garden of Eden and that actually all of the predatory dinosaurs with sharp teeth were actually herbivores. Um, There's (sighs) another one that I was kind of... I was fascinated with this dude in middle school. I would kind of like hate watch his lectures on YouTube for some reason because I was lonely. (laughs) Um, Where this guy would talk about... um, his explanation for the dinosaurs was that Noah did bring dinosaurs on the ark, but they just don't get as big anymore. He brought the babies to be more space efficient. And because, um, because after the flood, animals and humans don't live as long, we're just, it, 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 it goes back to the whole, like, there are no real trees left on Earth theory, you know? Okay, uh, right. Yeah, that, like, basically, you're looking at an iguana? No. That's a baby dinosaur that hasn't, you know, gotten to full maturity yet. You're not really looking at the Devil's Tower. What, some scientist says that's a, a, a long extinct volcano? No, it's a tree stump. You've never even seen a tree. <laughs> this is too deep. This is too much. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah, so I'm curious if you if you were able to pick up on uh on on any one of those. Well, it's kind of a mesh of all three if I'm being honest. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Because keeping it so so they're they're pretty open-minded at this creationist museum you're saying. <laughs> if you can say that, yeah. <laughs> Because I'm I'm looking through my pictures and they have dioramas of uh, Indians riding triceratops. That's kind of badass. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're they're kind of well done. The, the whole thing yeah. is crazy. Um, <laughs> it's the laser raptors. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't seen reservation dogs yet. Does oh. that happen at any point? <laughs> I don't know. It's supposed to in the second half. <laughs> oh god i wouldn't put ta- it past taiko watiti to do that shout out to that show though it is really great i don't know they kind of make the case that like so first off let me say they're pretty adamant that the earth is only like six thousand years old uh, okay right yeah the from like adding up all the dates in the bible yeah and so this is a bit of a tangent because but mm-hmm. like so they're like really adamant about disproving like carbon dating and all this mm-hmm. and just like this is why this is bullshit this is why this is bullshit we can only test to like a hundred thousand years and then they have this like ridiculous imprint mm-hmm. of a dinosaur foot with a human foot it's basically like shack size 
foot <laughs> on top of the dinosaur foot. And so you read the exhibit and they're just like, okay, this is why carbon dating is bullshit. And then you come to this footprint and you're like, hey, but look at this. We had a lot of labs test this out with your science. And it's like, it's legit. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, there's there are problems there if uh, if visitors of the UCM are not aware. Um, this is a common creationist ploy saying that carbon dating doesn't work past a certain time, which is actually true. Carbon dating really only works uh, within uh, the span of thousands of years. This is why we don't carbon date dinosaurs. We use radiometric <laughs> dating on dinosaurs. Not carbon dating. Um, all of these have grains of truth in them. We do. They are right. We we don't carbon date dinosaurs because carbon dating doesn't work for that span of time. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, their science weirdly enough holds up for the most part. It's just kind of like some things are just kind of like, are you sure? Like, well, like okay, so their hmm. their explanation for all of the sea creatures they're they're looking at the flood yeah yep yeah so th this is the interesting thing like it's almost like they are doing what would have been good geology 200 years ago um Wait, maybe huh. a little more actually like 250 years ago a lot of geology was coming out of actually the clergy like um a lot of learned men and women were actually um you know through science and everything through the enlightenment this was seen as a way to get closer to god was to study the natural sciences and a lot of history and science was researched in the name of trying to understand nature and therefore god better and these are kind of like the tentative steps that they made that eventually led to modern paleontology like it's almost like they're on the right track but they can't get past a certain the certain the, the literalism that they need to take genesis with because like i'm not even like someone that likes bashing creation myths and bashing religion but i don't think any of it is meant to be taken literally to this extent right right so their their hang up on the need for a literalism to this is what's stopping them from taking that next step of basically where geologists were hundreds of years ago where they were like huh it seems like things have not always been static it seems like oh we find shells when we're in certain mountains and all these places that are dry land why do we find uh the remnants of marine animals it's it's like it's like they're on that first step. And like, I, I encountered this again recently this week. I don't know if this was put out recently, but it recently came to my attention that there is this paper that is a fucking wild ride to read. <laughs> um, it is put out, you know, not by like a real science publication or a real scientist, but just, you know, some guy. <laughs> Their proposal is that Humans are actually the descendants of dinosaurs. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yes, I'm now this. we're getting this somewhere, is, right? This is different. So one of the things they cite is another study that states that um, 
human hair has these attributes that show it evolved from scales. Okay. And that's not entirely incorrect because right. our, because you know as mammals our ancestors were mammal like reptiles. Yeah, you take right. a back. Reptiles. Yeah, so it's not entirely incorrect. Like this person's citing all of these things which are anecdotal at best but they have a grain of truth in that and it's like yeah no we have remnants of our reptilian ancestors in us it's just that those were not dinosaurs and us as humans are not singled out as the descendants of reptiles you know like they're even like citing stuff about like stories of reptilians you know like the the aliens Oh. they <sighs> apparently they also had some not great takes on homosexuality <laughs> um but also interestingly have a theory that humans are progressing past the need for um sex in general and that the uh clitoris is actually going to expand to the size of a uh, another penis so i have no idea where wow, they that's... sit on their gender politics i don't even know what to think about that like where yeah. are they at yeah Mm -hmm. right it's like it's like if someone's like uh like uh i i I don't even know it's like if some if someone was like i don't believe in abortion give all the babies to transgender parents looking to adopt and it's like huh okay i mean i'm i'm okay with that second part but i'm I'm a little i'm a little uh I'm, i'm not sure where i stand with you yeah that's definitely disconcerting yeah i i there's a lot there. That's a lot going on in just one paper. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just as a, just as like th- this idea that I'm trying to articulate is just that there is, there are things here that they are observing that are legitimate quandaries. It's just that we solved them, you know, in, yeah. in the last two hundred years, right? Because it does sound like that's tends to be what's happening at least, right? Where it's like you take that yeah. little bit of truth and then you grow the you know I, I don't even know if it's a conspiracy but i guess we'll call it that for sake of you know these other stories these other versions of it to kind of create this other idea and then just try to sell it in that way but i guess it's yeah. like i i don't know i mean I, i'm very curious to hear more about this too but mm-hmm. i guess like for my own thoughts of somebody like i don't this is something that i've only recently learned about in terms of its like relationship to paleontology i only knew it in terms of how like you know, the whole Adam and Eve story and people actually taking that quite literally when talking about evolution. So that's always been a bit of a frustration. Um, But I I guess it's kind of like, I never, I, it's frustrating because I think I critically think too much as one should. (laughs) And it's like, well, wait a minute, but how, like, you know, you get caught up on the logic and I think Mm -hmm. anything, like it's hard to ever catch on because it's just like, you can defeat a lot of this with, critical thinking and then just scientific evidence but it sounds like you have to go into it with really no logical thinking to believe all of it as like it makes sense right i don't know if what yeah. I, I don't know if what i'm saying makes well, sense or there, not but there, there's um there's certain people that i don't always agree with this um for a variety of reasons but there is a a school of thought that like we need to be more sympathetic to flat earthers because they <laughs> feel like um <laughs> people (laughs) yeah no we don't need to be sympathetic um no but that they're asking legitimate questions and 
you immediately receive immediately receive so much condescension from anyone who it is not worth your time to convince them that the world is round you have other things to do with your day <laughs> i mean they're 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 used to a certain level of condescension so they're not going to have that person to like sit down with them it's kind of like there's that um I don't know if you call it a debate or what, but that thing of like Neil deGrasse Tyson sitting down with Ben Shapiro. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, I'm not familiar with this. What's happening? Oh boy. uh, I, I, it just, you know, basically you're watching a guy who's very interested in science talk to, uh, Ben Shapiro, who's used to very fast, um, debate and uses a lot of tactics that normally, um, I would throw you off. Yeah, would yeah. normally throw you off and give the illusion that he is winning an argument. Yep. Um, okay. And I, I, I think the question sort of comes, you know, and and basically he's being. I don't know if it ever it altered his views at all, but you see Neil deGrasse Tyson like going into his like slowing down. He's talking very calmly, and he's like. Let's talk about this. Let's ask the question. Let's approach oh, it like a scientist. It. That's why I love you know? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, and it's like, and it's like against Ben Shapiro. It's just blah, 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 blah. Yeah. why? Let's let's ask the question. Let's ask the question. Uh yeah, God. I, I, I do that a little too easily. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, it's um there is a certain condescension that you will be met with if you try to raise these questions it's um but yeah no mm. i uh uh i we, we can we can return to the tale i suppose okay so jeez, i just can't get over how impressive this museum is there's just mm-hmm. you you go up artwork is incredible everything is super cool mm. great exhibits everything yeah super well done but about you know Typically, I like to read all of the plaques, all of the typography. Ah, one of those. Yep, I'm one of those. (laughs) (laughs) But I got about halfway through on the first level, and I was like, okay, either I'm done or I'm going to stop reading that last paragraph that, like, lists all, like, the reasons why this supports their shit, so... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm down for, like, what this is. But you're... You're such you're such a studious person when you go into museums. I remember being in a museum with you and you wanted to look at the edges of all of the paintings at the at the edges of the canvas where nobody had painted anything. Well, like, man, because that's just craftsmanship. OK, no one does yeah. anything to their, their it's, edges. It's, it's free real estate that they're just not acknowledging. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> To like even bore me and just like okay, <laughs> <laughs> huh. so you get to the second level and you kind of have this like turning like the staircase separates. Yeah, you go like and they have like a little fun sign like go this way, this way, this way, and so mm-hmm. they had this. Okay, so this is something I was actually really down with with the museum mm-hmm. was they had this um, how to describe it. So, like a 360 diorama of, like, a couple stages. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of looked like, 
I don't know, picture like a sci-fi incubation chamber of like a glass little box. Absolutely not what I expect when I go into a creationist museum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. Yeah. So like each chamber had its own little diorama and scene of the progression of the flooding of with Noah. Okay. Okay. And so what I really appreciated with that is like they made the case. So first off, apparently there was like Noah made the boat. And right. then there was right. this giant like uproar where like the earth cracked and water mm-hmm. or steam or some sort of moisture flew out. Okay. And Crazy. then it like it started raining and it started flooding. But they made the case that the flood, because in the Bible, they make the case that like all the mountains were covered, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they make the case that like with this uproar from like all these fissures in the earth that it was like giant tsunamis everywhere. Mm. Okay. It's definitely more cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it covered everything. And that was their big argument with everything is like, okay, so the tsunamis are happening and they're pushing all this sediment and like these fossils and dead animals up onto the land. And like causing this to spread. And it was, that's what I really like, because like mm-hmm. growing up, it just made it sound like, OK, it just rained for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, that mm-hmm. was definitely in the animated movies that yeah. I remember. Yeah. But this was like a lot more realistic. It was like, OK, giant tsunamis covering everything. And then the waters receded to create the oceans. And I was like, OK, I, I can see that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I think you do have to kind of give them credit there. That is a much more that is more of an imaged kind of uh, yeah to to kind of show and uh, yeah it, it it is very cinematic you know mm-hmm. and it's again interesting because they're trying to find a geological engine to fit that narrative um, and also you know you can go to places that are inland and they have evidence of ancient floods or flash floods or you know even um intercoastal areas that are the remnants of them that kind of would would uh corroborate that if if that was all you knew about it you know it's um it it is interesting and you know there's i'm sure they also brought up how many cultures also have flood myths and um it's uh no they didn't bring any of that up (laughs) oh no okay so okay uh (laughs) yeah i guess they're this is forever ago but even when we were talking about the discovery of the epic of gilgamesh was a right a, a huge issue you know a couple hundred years ago because it seemed to predate the bible and also had the flood story in it Mm, yeah it's kind of crazy how prevalent the flood story is in so many cultures like i think we all kind of recognize yeah. it yeah yeah i mean yeah, historically I mean, there's a flood something happened we know something yeah. happened but not yeah. like to the scale that it was the most important possible event of like you know it, not that to this idea that it basically wiped out the dinosaurs and changed everything i mean i don't think it's that yeah epic, well, so to speak but, but there's there's certainly 
you know, any any humans that lived in the proximity to water would right. have had some experience of what flooding was like, what um, you know, the devastation that could come with storms and everything. Yeah, if you're looking at the Mesopotamian cultures. It's, yes, exactly. they're they're living, uh, you know, between the Tigris and Euphrates River, right, and or you know the egyptians and the nile all all of these cultures uh their their way of life is sustained by living close to this river which is you know a moving river that can meander and can also flood at certain times of the year yeah but even in mesopotamia they didn't figure out just yet how to know when the rivers were going to flood and not flood whereas in egypt they did which was one of the bigger changes on that too and i think you can even see that like even like the indus river valley as a civilization Mm -hmm. that was pretty advanced and then got wiped out by a flood and then it was just Mm -hmm. over right you know like that happens pretty i mean you see it now even in contemporary society that floods come out of nowhere and wipe out villages like in germany like it does happen so I, i wonder if that's part of it not to be i guess like just realistic or pessimistic on I, this thing. I, but... I think there is... I I don't know if how up-to-date this is, but I vaguely recall there is some academic work that's been done trying to pinpoint what exactly this particular Mesopotamian flood um, origin is that would account for the, uh, you know, basically the, the, the ancient... Uh, the ancient... Jude- uh, people in Judea mm. uh, and also the Mesopotamian cultures like and you know it would have maybe just been like a gla- you know as as the last ice age is ending a glacier melted you know mm, true and the 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 seasonal flood was particularly bad that year and you know if you're in if you're in the ancient world and you can't really communicate with people outside of your society if said society is wiped out you probably do feel like the last people on earth you know yeah well okay so this is kind of interesting because you guys are yeah that period yeah an area so guess just take a wild guess (laughs) where the ark landed on earth oh my god are they mormons (laughs) i was gonna say it's north america i have a very strong feeling it's north america Okay, okay. And Zan, what are you thinking? I want to say <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say the Ural Mountains. Okay. Okay, yeah. Well, we're talking Turkey. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Yeah. Apparently they have Okay, so <laughs> once you get to the top of the stairs, they have this Big old model of the Ark with all these little fun mm-hmm. miniatures of people and dinosaurs and animals and mammals. And yeah. Birds. And again, the craft craftsmanship is on point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, atop it, there's this big sign that's maybe like three by 12 of all these yeah. accounts that apparently the Ark is in the middle of the mountains in Turkey. And there's all these like quotes about it being there. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently, this is like well known or something, but like no one okay. wants to like take you up there to like prove it. I've, I don't know. Okay. You, now that you're saying this, I kind of have heard of this. There's supposedly, I don't know if it's a rock formation or what, but there's supposed to be this big kind of almond shaped brown thing in the earth and people take love taking aerial photos of it. It kind of vaguely looks like 
the keel and ribs of a ship, like a giant ship, but I think it's just a rock formation or something. Hmm. Um, but I, I believe I actually have heard of this, and a lot of evangelical Christians hold on to this as the, the final resting place of the Ark, and I guess if it is vaguely in the Middle East, Asia Minor, <laughs> it, right. it, I, guess, I, guess that, I guess that works out. Yeah. But like, wouldn't it have rotted away? Or is this, are they saying that it was like, like, Petrified? Um, well, yeah. you know, they, they still have, for all of this to happen, you still have to account for like petrified wood. So I'm sure they'll I guess, just that's true, say yeah. that petrified wood forms faster. But Right. I guess I'm just asking for specifics that don't exist because we don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause I'm like the way I'm picturing this is like two mountains with a big boat in the middle of it, and kind of just like, <laughs> okay, now we're talking. No, like... no, oh my god, no way. Oh yeah, they were like, where, where's, where's Noah's Ark? It's stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> god damn it! Oh Noah. my god, Noah just cut off eighty percent of global trade. <laughs> You know, we're keeping him here until he pays everything off, so... Right, <laughs> right. Hi there, my name is Colby White, and I'm one of the hosts from Force Football Facts, a podcast where my friend Zachary and I force our other friend Tyrell to give us insights into the game, even though he doesn't know anything about it. We use our humor to bring you weekly football news in a new way that takes fan opinions into account, while also helping new fans understand why we love this game so much. You can check us out on our website, forcefootballfacts.com, or wherever podcasts are available. Hope to see you soon. Yeah. I, I always wondered how they came up with that version of the arc, because I'm imagining it's the standard one of the big kind of oval-like ship with the top part of it, and it's made out of like an you know, paler wood type colors. That am I on the right track here with how they made I it? I believe it's I believe the arc's supposed to be uh made of gopher wood and um something else. Uh but I, I believe it's supposed to be gopher wood. Yes. Oh, I didn't know there was a specific. Oh. Huh. I'm not familiar. I just never thought it was big enough. That's yeah. 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 Isn't the, isn't there a theme park that they have like a um it's like a Christian <gasps> yes. like Christian six flags? Yeah. Yes, it's three, like they have uh, a three flags. <laughs> <laughs> they have a recreation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, and I want to go. Like, it's um, I think they have models, but they got in trouble like actually trying to like cram all of these poor animals oh into tiny God. enclosures. Like they wanted it to be a zoo, basically, but you there's no way to humanely exhibit all of these animals in like close quarters yeah. for long periods of time as authentic as possible like you're tipping them <laughs> over the atlantic jesus <laughs> oh my god could you imagine like just oh. like you're like so so where are you taking these giraffes <laughs> <laughs> well yeah to yeah to to a uh, no to a noah's ark themed theme park in kansas um, well, it's like, do you know how they're doing? Aren't they doing like a recreation of the Titanic? I don't know if it's actually true. It's just a meme, but I kind of do. Titanic, Titanic, yeah, too big, Titanic. Uh, I wonder if they would do that for the Ark. Hopefully, they wouldn't put animals on it though, because that's definitely a lot it of. It seems uh, like it seems violations. like the type of thing. Like if James Cameron, because I know I know that um, Noah movie they made kind of recently was actually pretty good. Uh, it was something. I'd give it like. Like a high six out of ten. I thought it was I'm gonna good. yeah, I okay, I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay, okay. Um 
Uh, maybe we should play JFK or JOK with that. <laughs> Are you you're familiar with the game, Brad? No, I am not. Okay, oh, so I give Joe a movie, and he has to tell me if it has a higher or lower audience score than the Zapruder film, the the film of JFK getting shot in the head. What? <laughs> <laughs> I okay, hold up. I don't understand this exactly. Um. So, so okay, okay. Well, welcome everybody to JFK or JOK. Just okay. Oh my God, we're doing this. Okay. So okay. Um. So let's see. Right now. Um. Let's see. So the Zapruder film on Rotten Tomatoes usually sits at about seventy-one percent. Um, for an audience score, mm-hmm. that means seventy-one percent of audiences, quote unquote, liked it. Okay, what do critics give it? Uh, it does not have a critic review. <laughs> um, I don't think Siskel and Ebert covered that one. Yeah. No. Okay, so what do you think the audience score for Noah is? Is it high, higher, lower, or the same? Mm. You said the OG score was like sevens? Uh, the Zapruder film is 71%. 71% approval. Uh, I'm going to say Noah probably got like a, like a high 40s. Mm. Okay, and uh, what, what, what do you got there, Joe? I think it's below the 71, but just barely. Like, I give it a 60. Coming in at 41% oh, wow. is right Noah. On, right on the money. So you were both correct, but uh, Joe, you went over. I did go over. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, thanks for playing JFK or JOK. <laughs> it's very rare we get to do that with a guest. Yeah, it is rare. Yeah, yeah. Leave all that in. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, so, Okay. So they're sort of having this explanation of the Noah story. There's tsunamis. There's fissures opening up out of the earth. And also Noah's Ark is apparently in Turkey. Yeah. So, yeah, we're getting pretty interesting. Anatolia, as it would have been known. Of course, of course. Ancient world. Uh, Yeah. So you start to move through. And um, you know what I thought was the best part of the museum, actually, was they have a really kick-ass Bible exhibit. Okay. They have a bunch of OG Bibles from like the last, you know, 1500 years, maybe even more. Wow. Oh, so it's literally wow. a, an exhibit of Bibles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, actually. That's, that's actually, so, so now at this point, it's an actual museum. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you gotta God. give creationists credit. At least they have, at least they know what happened in the last 2000 years yep. yeah they got that part down <laughs> yeah Jesus. yeah but i was really impressed like they like everything we saw in art school with like all the illustrations on the side mm-hmm. and just like, right, like right. the luther bible and wow they had like illuminated manuscripts and yeah it wow was, they huh. had like torahs made out of sheep and deer skin it was pretty cool. oh, yeah it's kind of cool yeah. okay um, that's... But that was like the only part of the exhibit. <laughs> Sorry, one of the only parts of the exhibit without like, you know, all their weird. Um... <laughs> well, they, they don't they don't need to reinforce that, although. Right. 
that's just you know, living like, proof. I think at that point in history, you can acknowledge that the Bible is being physically made by humans. Right. 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 You know, it, I think if you went a little further back into history, they might have some arguments with you as to where the word of God comes from. Um, and yeah. did Moses physically write the Bible? Or the or what what are Jesus's um Jesus's uh uh Jesus called the Jesuit. Jesus and the Jesus um the apostles what, what uh, the, the apostles, apostles. yes the right apostles. yes um the John Paul George and Ringo yes I love that okay. I love well the you know you still have uh eight more to go uh <laughs> Yoko uh-huh um, just throw the Rolling Stones in there yeah, yeah why let's not? um why not well, i think uh who's who's the piano player on get back um he he's he's basically an honorary beat <laughs> <laughs> anyways okay so now it's like an actual legitimate exhibit yeah it's uh it's a okay. cool little room um they have I a love bunch of books. like og original stuff and it's like really yeah. cool. they have a recreation of the last supper like a mm. pottery wise Okay, that's interesting. Oh, so they went kind of Last Crusade on it. Yeah, but like less cool, but like more mm. realistic. Mm. Okay, it's okay. like what a freshman ceramic student would make. Mm. Mm. I feel like that's giving or a, or a, or a senior ceramic student. That does <laughs> yeah. that does sound like something that because ceramic students i love their work but there's always one person that's like i'm going to make a whole table setting i literally have seen a show like that yeah at school it's it's all uh, the the undergrad thesis that is inevitably what a few of them are going to do because yeah it's 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 hard to come up with new installation ideas for plates and bowls i mean i guess (laughs) no oh i do i do love them though Mm -hmm. uh but yeah, okay. So so okay. D- did you choose wisely? Oh <laughs> uh, well, it's all behind glass, so oh, that ruins oh. the tactile experience of this. That was exhibited poorly. Well, <laughs> oh my god, that's the weird thing. It's like um, I'm not a hundred percent sure they have any actual fossils, even though they're right next to a dig site. What I yeah, right. from what I understand, they have a lot of casts, yeah, like quality casts. I don't know if they were from Pete, L- the aforementioned Pete Larson, but I do know that he has sold fossil casts to creationist museums before. Well, what I'm thinking is they dig up a new dinosaur, they sell the skeleton yeah. for millions, and that helps fund the museum, and they get a cast. Yeah, okay. that's not that's not uncommon. That's not um there's a gentleman who sold a T-Rex that he dug up on his land in Ekalaka and donated the cast to the Carter County Museum and that's the uh uh T-Rex that's uh on display there. That's not uncommon, you know, basically the Yeah, the, the I land, mean the um... landowner wants to make some money off of it and you know, we we spent like almost 2 hours talking about that last week. Right. I mean, they're super proud of apparently the um, uh, it's a it's a duck bill who um, has an imprint of a T-Rex tooth like it got bitten. Oh, OK. And the Museum of the Rockies in Bozeman has the original and they have the cast. Mm. 
Hmm. Ah, okay. I believe the MOR is a national um, repository. Um, so, like, any fossils dug up in that region uh, on federal land are going to go to that museum. So, okay, interesting. Okay, so you get to see some really great... Uh, I mean, it, it does sound like legitimately uh, well-put-together exhibits. Mm-hmm. But then you took it a step further. Right. Um, yes. So you can either take a dinosaur dig through the museum, but they keep everything. Granted, they take you to the lab and help you clean it mm-hmm. up, and it's really cool. Okay. But okay. Um, a lot of their, like, small stuff, like, really cool stuff, like, you see so many T-Rex teeth and, like, raptor stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Granted, you see their, like, the person who found it, their name, date, but Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. poor saps lost out on some cool fossils. Mm, ah. So we went with a private dig with the Baish Company, and Mm. which they work closely with all the museums in the area. And their big thing is, okay, we'll take you out. We have a bunch of areas, depending on your skill level. And are they are they is the private company secular and they kind of just look the other way at the museum? You know, that's kind of tough to say because mm-hmm. they didn't like expressly say anything. Mm-hmm. But they're like in their little showroom, like this is what we found. And they kind of kept all of that stuff out of the equation. That ha- that seems okay. kind of deliberate to me that that ha- I, I have a feeling if they're a company that's working with other museums, my, I, I'm guessing they're like, we'll take the money from the museum, but we're going to play it neutral. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So private company, it's um, just literally like 10 minutes from the museum. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole thing is just, it's right next to that national park. So. Um, Makoshika? Yep. So Badlands yeah. galore. Yes, yes. <laughs> Lots of Hell Creek. Yep. So we, uh, well, first of all, I'm like super like excited. So I'm like making sandwiches mm-hmm. at like six in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Grant outfit on. Like nice. I'm yes. so stoked about it. I have my knee pads from like when I was doing like commercial construction. <laughs> like i am serious about this got my pet camelback nice mm-hmm. nice just ready to go yeah so yeah. we get to this site and uh we were delayed all morning oh. because so we had to show up at 11 versus 8 because it rained the night prior and got everything super soggy yeah oh. so we get there like super late we were planning on doing a full day but you know it turns out it's probably gonna look like a half day and mm-hmm. we get there, it's hot as hell and mm-hmm. humid. Mm-hmm. Which we're not really used to the humidity in Montana. So, yeah. God, yeah, but gotcha. if, it, if it rained, that heat, all that moisture's got to go somewhere. Yeah, it's like sticky hot, which yes. we are used yes. to the dry hot, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And so we get there and. I mean, it, it was cool, but not cool that we were going with a family of, like, six. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, yeah, the kids want to dig dinosaurs. And it's like, I can get down with that. But one of like the older kids who might like early teens was just not about it. It mm. was just complaining the entire way. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. So wow. we get all of our stuff. Like we signed the, the waivers. Uh, what was interesting was like their thing is like, okay, you can keep whatever you find, except we kind of are a little iffy about carnivores because that's like mm-hmm. our bread and butter. Because apparently a T-Rex tooth goes for $1,000 an inch. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're uh, they're in high demand. It's uh, I'm I'm curious about that number because I feel like I've seen chunks of them for less, but probably if it's good quality, I I could imagine yes. fetching prices like that. Yeah. So you know, she had a couple on display, and she was like, "I'm saving up to like you know expand my space and get a lab." And it's like, okay, I get that. But yeah, yeah, you know, right. on the low key, if I find a T Rex tooth, I am pocketing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right right so she shows us her collection is like this is what you can find turtle shells knuckle bones little bits of jaw da, da, da. yeah um, chunkosaurus yeah uh, apparently pachycephalosaurus is like yeah available but pretty rare yeah, not a super well-documented dinosaur despite being so famous yeah you know with the whole um Friar Tuck look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and apparently Triceratops are just everywhere. Um, And if you're lucky, you'll find a T-Rex. So she shows off her collection. Pretty small venue. Um, Yeah. It reminds me very much of the trailer that they're chilling in, in the beginning of Jurassic Park. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. They pop the champagne, and he's like, "We were saving that." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, imagine like, like a kind of like a home. It's like still that vibe, but like just stuff everywhere. It's dusty. All these fossils. right. Okay. Yeah. This is cool. This is cool. Yeah. There's like a there's a triceratops skull in a cast in the corner of the room. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. That's so cool. a lot of like cool stuff. She she so shows us like. You know, there's like this, 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 and this. This is kind of what we're looking for. And it's like, all right. So we're getting through the tour. I'm just like, can we please just go hunt some dinosaurs? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So finally, uh, we get all of her stuff. So she has, what was it? Four Suburbans. <laughs> okay. And What's so, the presidents in town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is where it gets a little, this is when it starts getting rocky. Mm. So she um, Mm. gives the family the really nice one. And then she takes Uh her own car and they start. So she's like, all right, you guys pack your stuff up in this one. And it's like um, early 90s Chevy Suburban. Okay. And we're like, okay, so we get in and we try to start it. Nothing. Oh, no. Oh, God. And so then it's just like, well, there's this other one right here. Let's just try this one. So we pack up all the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And we try to start it. Nothing. Oh, my God. (laughs) And 
you know, in hindsight, she was telling us like, yeah, they have battery problems and we try to charge them, but still like, okay, so nothing. And so then there's this other vehicle and we're just like, well, why don't we take that? And so we pack up all of her stuff and it starts and we get on the road. And then she's just like, um, that's kind of like my mother-in-law's car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What? Yeah. So we're just like, Okay. Okay. I'm I'm starting I'm starting to see why she needs every T-Rex tooth she can get. <laughs> you know, if I ever became like a billionaire, I'd just throw her like a couple million. Like, here's some Jeeps, like here's like a new center. Like, I want you to just be mm-hmm. all you can be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So like- But she has to wear all white and have a scepter, you know? <laughs> and she's giving people on a tour. Ideally, you know? Yeah. Uh, so she's like, okay, I just gotta like give this the okay. And so like she gets the yeah. okay. So we're taking her mom's car. And <laughs> mm-hmm. we get we have to drive like maybe 20 minutes into their badland territory. And we're following her in the first car, family in the second car, us in the third. And so we're like halfway through, it's pretty rugged. Like we're going at like, you know, pretty steep, up, slope, mm-hmm. like getting off-roading. And then I hear this high pitch, high pitched squeal, hmm. and I'm just like, "Where is that coming from?" And then, just like every movie ever made, I get zero power. I see steam coming <sighs> from the hood, uh. and we are trapped in the middle as they keep going on. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my! So. You know, I'm just like, I've never experienced a car overheating. This is wild. Mm-hmm. And it's like every movie has ever made it look out to be. It's just like, oh, what, what do we do? We flip open the hood. It's like, do, do we put water in it? Like, no, I think that cracks something. So <laughs> you're like, we just need to open it up and look at it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like when guys are grilling meat. It's like, can I get another guy to come over here and stare at it with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like okay so this is screwed um so one of us has service we call the guy and in the meantime while we're just chilling we're getting attacked by these black tiny insects mm. and i have no idea what they are but they're just like swarming us Ugh. and if i'm being honest I was having a great time because I was secretly hoping everything would go wrong and we'd have an adventure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that technically is the plot of Jurassic Park. Yeah, so... Yeah. Like, my my girlfriend and my best friend are freaking out. Like, all these black bugs. It's like, guys, I'm in full sleeves. A scarf. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am good to go. I'm having a great time. Oh, my God. It's like when it snows here in Boston and everyone wants to say, I look crazy living in Boston and still dressing like a cowboy. Yep. But you know what? Guess who's in jeans, high boots, and has a bandana when it snows and a hat? Exactly. Yeah. So it's perfect. So eventually we see a car start to back up and it's the lady. And Mm -hmm. honestly, this was like a blessing in disguise because we had to push the other car to the side of the road, dirt road, I guess hill, I don't know. And (laughs) 
we got to drive the rest of the way with her and she got to she gave us like the actual like lowdown of like here's stuff here here and like oh, we asked her about well, everything cool. and got to talk with her and i was like okay this yeah. is what i wanted right so it ended up just kind of working out in that way exactly it was perfect nice so we finally park atop a hill and then she like gives us the lowdown of like okay here are your screwdrivers and brushes Mm-hmm. And okay, and then, you gotta unscrew. You gotta unscrew <laughs> the bones out of that, right? No, no, but yeah, you can use screwdrivers as awls. That that is actually like a, a common enough thing that people use. I think more commonly they use awls, but you can use screwdrivers. Oh yeah, no, I was thinking like yeah, they uh, they find the fossils, screw them into the hill, and then you unscrew <laughs> right. them. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, so then uh, we started our twenty minute hike. Mm-hmm. through the badlands and uh you know carrying like gallons of water like coolers and i'm starting to sweat like crazy mm-hmm. like where it's like dripping down my back i'm just like okay we're doing like eight hours of this i don't know if i'm really up for it mm-hmm. and so we finally get to the dig site it's like this nice little canyon and we kind of chill out hang out and the kids are running everywhere. Just like, is this a fossil? Is this a fossil? Oh my God. And our guide is just like, yep, yep, yep. And I'm just like, <laughs> they're going to steal all the fucking fossils. <laughs> and so they're just running around and getting everything. Mm-hmm. Was she was she teaching them to like lick the rocks? Oh, see, that's the funny part. So yeah, the kids are coming up to me and my friends, especially my girlfriend, asking, "Is this a fossil?" Because you know, like we're adults. Yeah, right. And we're like, I don't know. And then my girlfriend is like, you know, if you lick the fossil, your tongue sticks like super hard. And the mom (sighs) gives her a dirty look. Like, why are you messing with my kids? And then our guide's like, no, that's that's correct. <laughs> it's like, ah. Yep, yep. Huh. Yeah, so it was, it was wild. So we're digging around, trying to explore. We get up to the top of a hill, get an awesome breeze. Mm-hmm. And the lady's just like, there's a fossil, there's a fossil. So my buddies found a really cool, like, six-inch by, like, four-inch turtle shell. Ooh. Oh wow! Um, they found a raptor knuckle bone, which was like in crazy good condition. It was nuts. Whoa! Wow. And so she points out this like little little sliver on top of this hill, of like maybe six inches by like two inches. She's like, "Boom, fossil." Mm-hmm. And so I start like, "Okay, so I'm on a nice like windy hill. There's something cool down there. I'm gonna start digging and brushing." Like mm-hmm. all I have to go off of though is Jurassic Park three where he uses the toothbrush. Right. Rough, right. Smooth. Rough. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is though, you can't you can't tell. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so I start digging, brushing, and eventually it just starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And every now and then our guide checks up on us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is getting serious. <laughs> huh. And so we start digging and it's like actually like the shape of a bone, pretty white. Okay. And start digging at it. 
but see the thing is there's like all this mud rock around it so you can't really yeah. it's hard to discern what is a bone and what isn't yeah besides like kind of the shape otherwise the mud mm -hmm. rock really replicates like the texture and color so it's kind of hard mm -hmm. okay yeah so you're you're digging at it kind of trying to follow the shape and i get to this point where it's like guys i think this is like big you want to help me and so i have my mm -hmm. girlfriend and my best friend coming at it and they start going at it like apes with hockey sticks <laughs> jesus <laughs> just just clawing at it so my girlfriend's 90 percent at it and she she <laughs> knocks off an inch of it i'm just like oh. <laughs> it was uh. very akin to like early arrested development yeah <laughs> when buster's digging out the, yeah. the fossil yeah what does buster say he says like 80 percent gravity yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and so and then okay she's like okay i'm sorry and then she starts going at it and then breaks off another inch <laughs> oh my god and it's like she's uh, like are you mad at me and i'm like not yet <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like okay this is seriously getting big is like my buddy austin can you help us and he starts like hacking at it with his oh screwdriver God. i'm like guys i'm i'm sorry but you gotta calm down mm -hmm. so eventually we get it like dug out get the tin foil get it out and yeah. but thankfully due to them like them breaking it she was able to like look at the inside and everything she's like you know i feel pretty confident this is a t-rex rib oh wow yeah interesting yeah yeah i mean that's uh uh you had you'd shown it to us and it's a you know it's def just by the size it has to be some type of dinosaur rib and it's right it's such an incredible thing to get to find and i mean dig out as well i'm mm -hmm. so and then they let you keep it well i think she kind of felt a little bad that literally everything had gone wrong mm -hmm. and you know their rule is like you know we keep carnivore stuff but she let us keep the rib and the the raptor knuckle oh, oh my god that is cool awesome. yeah it was really cool of them yeah, yeah. this Wow! Huh? What a what a crazy series of events! What an epic <laughs> like, quest! Like literally, you got the adventure for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty rad. And then, um, as we were driving back, got to talk to her some more, and she's like, "Hey, mm -hmm. in this valley over here, there's like a ton of petrified wood." <laughs> huh? So we got to like go down and into this little gully area and get like a bunch of petrified petrified wood and it was really cool and yeah. also like extra that i feel like if we drove our own vehicle we would not have Wouldn't been have able missed, to yeah. experience mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. right wow now, there's there's something about always going with going with the locals riding them riding in the car and like i just even remember riding through ecolaca you know like and people are like pointing to things on the side of the road that like you would never know you have to mm -hmm. like have been in a family that's been there forever to know this stuff and i, I remember we yeah. were on this one ride and they're just like oh yeah that homestead up there yeah they adopted two children murdered both of them and left their bodies in a cave and then they left town oh my god and you're like <laughs> and then they got they went after them, right? And they're like, 
No. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> okay. A lot of history yeah. in them hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Jesus. history on that road. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah, wow. I mean, it all, all around, I mean, regardless of everything else, it is a... It's an incredible thing that you got to experience, I think. And yeah. it sounds like you had a lot of fun. I mean, everything went wrong. It was hot. It was miserable. But I had such a fun time. <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend it. Uh-huh. It, well, that's it what matters. So rad. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Does this bring us to the end where you see the giant baby with the raptors yep. um, over the hills? Mm, yes. Uh, love it when a story wraps up. Yes, I know we're we're coming back, and we see the baby and raptors. Oh my god, that's incredible! <laughs> that's also like now knowing the context though, because I know you did lead with that. It's kind of hilarious given like some of the events and how it goes, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's like, it's what do you that, think it that, can't get any worse? You see this? It's that surreal ending, you know? Yeah, that just really ties it all together. Like it may, it doesn't make sense, but with right. everything else that has happened, it kind of you you just shrug it off at that point. Right. Yeah, it yeah. was a weird dinosaur twilight zone. I don't know. Yeah. The town yeah. that America forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's Detroit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um wow. Right. Okay. I I mean, this is the thing about dinosaurs is they have this enormous potential to get people interested in science and get just everyday people curious about uh, the, the process, you know? So I, for, for something like this, cause like the private company can, you know, they can kind of do whatever they want as, as a private company and they're on someone else's land. So that's, you know, whatever for the, for the museum and stuff, I guess you also kind of run into this thing of like, Paleontology is admittedly kind of a soft science. There's um, no kind of direct real world application to it, right? Right. Right, right. Yeah, it, anything that's useful to society like petroleum or uh, genetic research, like all of that can be done by biology and geologists, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. Paleontology, though, is, I still think, a vital public resource as a soft science because it is an apolitical, or supposedly an apolitical uh, field where you can get anybody familiar with the scientific process because the subject matter is so tantalizing and so fascinating, and you have to use your imagination in order to. Um, access it hmm. uh so it it has this important place in in our culture uh and it you know there i'm, I'm not going to pretend like the biggest threat to our country is this museum in the middle of nowhere and you know given the opportunity i would probably also want to go to it and experience it and just you know not necessarily hear what they have to say, but, you know, just kind of go go there for LARFs and I think legitimately uh, get to enjoy some of the exhibits. Right. 
I guess you're like also, it is slightly concerning that something like this that could definitely appeal to young children or young people. So, something that wants you to disregard a lot of science. You know, it's sort of like supporting an artist that's hilariously bad, but they themselves, you're not sure if you're supporting a good person or not. Mm. Um, you know, like if you're a fan of bad movies, like supporting Frank D'Angelo when it sounds like, you know, he's been kind of let off the hook of a lot of um, sexual harassment stuff. But, you know, his his movies are just so funny bad. Right. <laughs> you want to see the train wreck of Sicilian Vampire. You oh, know. my God. Oh, speaking um, of, classic. like, the children, they had all yeah. these, like, weird homeschool kids as their employees. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was kind of odd. Hmm. Yeah, I, well, it's it's the same sort of problem with homeschooling. It's like, no, I don't want to tell parents that they don't have a right to teach their own kids. And yeah, school is stressful. But like, also, you know, it's like, I think we should keep an eye on what these parents are teaching their kids. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting, I think, in that, too. And also, I think I think this was really great to hear yeah you know your take on it and having actually experienced it because i know zan and i have talked about it and we can come at it from totally a you know outside of the museum perspective to it and judge it for all it is but it was actually really nice to be able to hear like what's actually going on on the inside yeah and and, like obviously there's some problematic things going on there but it is also interesting to hear how it's done Mm-hmm. And what's going on there. And and I think, yeah, like you're saying, Zan, about being excited about dinosaurs and having that encourage, you know, future generations of potential paleontologists. But then I think it is that question of how is that message getting delivered and is that going to have any consequences? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, th- I think we we can all agree we'll, one day when, when we're all dads, if we're all dads, we'll all bring our kids to mm. the Glendive Dinosaur <laughs> Museum. Ten out of ten recommend. Um, <laughs> Glendive's a bit of a trip too because it's yeah. like oil rich money. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. It's, so, one, it's one of those towns. It's, it's like, um, like there's, a... there's nothing to do there. But we went right. to every like when we'd go out to eat. Yeah, there would just be nothing but specialized. Like vehicle, like brand new specialized vehicles. Like they all had like the SLC right. and like all the letters, mm-hmm. and they okay. all look brand new and fresh. You mm. know the thing that I also vaguely remember about Glendive is I think it has like a music store. Like you oh. can go in and like like and they've got like pretty decent like not like super high end but like decent vintage guitars and like there's also like a model dinosaur in the middle of the sales floor. <laughs> Uh, weird. Just <laughs> keep doing those model dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's got that's got to employ somebody in town. There's somebody who's building those. You know. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, so this was another thing. Uh, in the gift shop, they yeah. have a bunch of like little mini bronze sculptures of like oh. two skulls and like stuff, like really oh, high end cool. stuff. Hmm. And apparently, a local artist did that. Oh, and like collabed with his wife, but then he died. But they still have all of his sculptures and her sculptures 
all around town. Wow. So huh. All these cool bronze sculptures everywhere. That's interesting. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, hmm. all right. I guess we need to, if yeah, we have to go, go there's our collectors. It's like, um, Mike's girlfriend and I drove out to Livingston once and we were in like this antique store and, you know, we're just sifting through stuff and there's all of these prints and they're all, it turns out, original and artist proof uh, prints by John Basher from MSU. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, like it was, a, you know, a famous artist in his own right. And, uh, you know, was even the professor to some other like artists that went on to do stuff out of MSU. But like, I've got like, an original basher painting and a, a an artist proof of one of his like really big prints. So they were just sitting in this thrift shop out there. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Well, do you think you can treat public art like how they treat Banksy pieces? Like if you take it, it's yours. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole thing that's a whole other you know two hour conversation <laughs> yeah um i mean like a lot of this stuff in if you have a small town you have you know and this is also like sort of the fallacy of the you know the whole idea like the whole you know it, it has it has racist connotations as well but the whole like death of the commons type of thing right um where like you know public works will just be uh destroyed by the unruly uh unkempt unwashed masses you know but especially in like a lot of small towns i imagine there's sort of enough pride and some sense of like collective ownership if you're in a small enough community i want to feel like stuff like that you you wouldn't feel the urge to steal it because who are you right. stealing it from? You're stealing right, it from right. yourself, you know? And well, also there's the whole thing of like, if you're in a small town and someone else sees that, they're going to know who did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Wow, Yeah, okay. well, this has been great. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much for sharing your story with us and... uh. Yeah, this this has been really, really fun to get to yeah. talk about this. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. This has been cool. It was quite a tale to regale. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was nuts. But I got to live out my inner 10-year-old hunting dinosaurs. And that's what we should all want. Yeah, yes, it was absolutely. so bitchin'. I can't <laughs> highly, highly <laughs> recommend it. Check out Baish. Oh shoot! Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to do a a plug for a company. I should have researched this more. I'm pretty sure it's mm -hmm. pronounced Baish. B A I S C H. Dish. Sounds enough. Sounds good enough. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, you uh, th this was our most Ono Ross and Carey type of uh, <laughs> exhibit we've ever done here at yeah, the UCM. This is very true. Uh, yeah. Got to thank you again for that. Yeah, so uh speaking of plugs, uh Brad, Bradley, you got uh anything you would like to plug with your own work or Oh man, I wish. Uh <laughs> Is there anywhere that people can see your artwork? Because I, I think it deserves to be seen. Uh nah man. I haven't had time to actually like 
photograph my new work or create a ah. website. So I'm just kind of like, Ugh. any sandwich boards, chalk murals. Well, I got a mural coming up. Ooh, Ooh okay, okay. That's um, that's gonna be in October when the building closes down. Oh. Otherwise, I've just been dabbling with my uh, abstracts and my Dino series. Okay, Sweet. those are nice. very cool. Well, I hope uh, hope you can get a website and up and everything because if it's the series that I'm thinking of, I really enjoy those works. I mean, otherwise, um, I've just been doing the interior consultant game where I'm basically yeah. playing Sims in real life. <laughs> 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 uh, it's your dream. Do you, you high five all of your customers? Oh, no, because they're all old people. Ah. <laughs> I've been having, I've, I've had to been talked to a couple of times with like how I speak. Really? Yeah, huh. because, you know, I get like conversations like, okay, you need to know your audience. It's like, yeah, I know they're like mm. old, but I, I've said like, yeah. what's happening? And they're just like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> there's this jive talking young man down at the cabinetry <laughs> store. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's just speaking so urban. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, I it, I will say going from uh, uh, doing custom framing, which has a typically older upper class audience to, you know, now I work in a. Uh, bougie uh cambridge stationery store suddenly you know like young right. uh, young hipsters are my clientele it's uh you That's know you change you, yeah yeah you you definitely have to you have to curb your speech a bit you know yeah i'm trying to remember who but definitely um uh post so so to another like thing from the past you know uh brad and i drove from montana to i think we got to south carolina or georgia yeah we got to georgia yeah we got to savannah yeah savannah georgia um when i graduated from msu and i think just like that whole time you know that whole road trip was so great we were talking all the time and i think from you i picked up saying right on a lot (laughs) and then i was somewhere in florida i think i was working or something and like i said right on like to a customer (laughs) and she said are you from montana what and i was like i i i lived out there for like five years and i had a friend that said that a lot she's like yeah she's like this i was like i never thought of that as a western thing but i guess it was it was a shot in the dark because that is a random state yeah right so i want to think there's something to it to your, your to your dialect Oh, well, I feel like when it comes to my dialect, it's like pretty plain. Like you can branch off from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of like like a five out of ten when it comes to Montana, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you can like go like low and southern or like high and main, you know? So I don't know. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Well, like especially you get to eastern Montana, they've all got kind of like a little little bit of the like uh, l- like Canadian Midwestern accent, you know? Right, and then you get oh, the, oh you know, oh, you know, <laughs> no, you know. the more of Minnesota, don't you know? Minnesota, Minnesota, you know? 
Yeah. Oh, you know, those damn dinosaurs in them hills. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, awesome, awesome. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to plug? Um, not too much. Just got upcoming exhibitions that'll be online, one with Tiger Strikes Asteroid and one with the Aerogram project that I'm featured in, and it'll be with the um, SVAs, the Artist Residency Projects, and the Artist in Residence. They're showing work. Um, that's pretty much it. And oh, there's some yeah. other stuff coming up, but uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, for now it's just kind of uh, I can't say anything because I have no dates for them just yet. But uh, how about you, Zan? What's going on? For me right now, I'm at the Then and Now exhibition until December at the uh, Bula Barua Gallery in St. Petersburg. And then starting September 17th on a Friday, uh, I will have a piece in the Critters Show at the Mize Gallery in St. Petersburg, M-I-Z-E. Uh, and that should be up for a while. Uh, and that is all I can definitively announce at nice. the moment. Very we definitely want to thank... Oh, sorry? Oh, well, I was going to say, fuck both of you for getting your <laughs> artwork out there, okay? It's such... Well, it's such... <laughs> so it's... many rejections. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as things that don't feel as much like a rejection uh this this uh th this here show uh we are almost at one year of doing this and i am yeah. kind of in shock of that i want to thank everyone that's been around for the ride mm, yes and we'll have uh something special for our one year and then be on to a really interesting topic uh starting right after that but yes. yeah thank you for sticking around for 51 oh my episodes gosh. yes that's like, thank you that's all got, that's got to be over a hundred hours of us ranting <laughs> about things i would like to announce that they are willing to offer a one like gold bar to all of your <laughs> subscribers okay <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> You're going to bankrupt us <laughs> with the zero funds. Well, if you want to find the museum after hours or inquire about the gold bar, um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Uncanny Museum and on Instagram at Uncanny County Museum. We'll be posting some pictures. Uh, the uh, Bradley here dressed up as Dr. Alan Grant, um, <laughs> as his uh, his paleo sona. Excellent. Uh, side note, I was looking for reference images the other day for um, a thylacine, a Tasmanian tiger, and I always think, like, I should check the tags. Like, who's tagging these guys? Because there's only so many photos that exist of them. Right. It was 90% furry art. It is apparently a oh. very popular fursona, and I did not know that. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, learn something new every day. Yep, yep. Dan, how much would it take for you? Like, how much would you charge to do furry art? Well, um, my scholarship only covers about half of my tuition mm. uh, to Tufts. So, so got a financial opportunity right there. Yeah, you know, I I could probably, with my background, I could do some pretty good dinosaur fursonas. I oh my say. god. <laughs> um. Maybe maybe that would have to be a collab with um, our friend Dinosaur Comics or Gummy Dragon or Bluntosaurus, but that would be uh, that 
that could be a project maybe that can help pay off some of these student loans true if you do want to find my non-furry art you can find it (laughs) at xanasaurus on instagram you can find me on instagram as at josemino art can they find you on instagram yeah um i'm not saying it's like too hopping on my instagram but you can find me at wu tang and the killer brads that's good yeah that's really good yeah yeah all right from the uncanny county museum i have been zan peters and i've been joe Semino, and i'm your special guest bradley strock bye